Hey Amanda, welcome. Sorry about the noise. Hey Heidi, welcome. Hey Jacob, welcome. So uh, again, a very sunny day. I have to bring my truck to my trusty mechanics to do some uh, serious work, uh, and uh, and so I have to leave the truck there. So I was like, uh, I will take a walk on the streets of Philadelphia, and uh, and also I'm going to do uh, a judicial white privilege episode in regard to the uh, what is it called uh, uh, a third circuit court decision. Uh, uh, deciding that NSA warrantless surveillance can be used by the FBI to start an investigation of a American citizen. So, in fact, uh, in my 10 o'clock walkie-talkie episode, I talked to a tour guy, uh, you know, a guy who dressed up like a, a colonial American, and he said he never heard of it. <laughs> so anyway, just to recap, right now, I'm facing east, uh, and uh, to my right, uh, to the south, is the Independence Hall. This is where the founders, founding fathers, signed uh, and made, you know, come up with this constitution, guarantee the rights, and they sign it there. They know they are going to be risking their lives, their liberty, and the lives and liberty of their family members. To the British, they did that. They said, these are the rights. To my left is the National Constitution Center. Okay, I made some long comment about this uh, National Constitution Center in my 10 o'clock episode. To my back, to the west, is the uh, Independence Visitation Center. By the way, I want to stress this, guys, in case you don't know. The independence is really not about being independent from the British. It's also the right to be independent from any oppressive and abusive government, right? Because the founders did say, we have not just the rights, we have the duty to abolish and alter the government. The government is a temporary thing. We, the sovereign people, consented through a social contract called the Constitution. And it's, you know, that's the bottom line. So further behind me, towards the west, literally is about 200 feet away, is the Third Circuit Court of Appeal. The Third Circuit Court of Appeal is located in a high-rise building, maybe 24, 25 stories high. And uh, the Third Circuit Court is on the top floors. And they literally can see the Independence Hall, uh, you know, from the office, from the chamber. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, so that in the... Uh, Nashville is what I'm at. So I'm not going to do something anything special. I'm just going to read the, 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 the ruling by the Third Circuit Court of Appeal. The link to that opinion is already pay, uh, in that description of this room. Feel free, feel free to read it yourself. And it's fascinating. Okay. Uh, in fact, when I was talking to this tour guide dressed as a colonial American, he said he never heard of this decision. I said, yes, I know. And uh, I said, isn't that bizarre? He said he agreed. He is an older white white gentleman, and he's a Philadelphia native. And he's, he said in his lifetime, he's probably in his 70s, he said in his lifetime, he has observed our freedom and the liberty, piece by piece, being taken away from our government. That is true. That is not just for racial minorities. 
that is for all Americans, right? So, of course, I have my own theory. Why the mainstream media will not report this case? This case is heavily represented. The plaintiff, the victim of NSA, is heavily represented legally by ACLU, by a group of lawyers. And the Third Circuit Court knock it down, saying, no, the NSA surveillance, you cannot challenge that. And the media has no report. Remember, 10 years ago is, uh, is uh, 2013 is the year Edward Snowden had risked his own life, liberty, everything, American to him, and disclosed what NSA was doing and still, still doing to, uh, you know, as of today. So it's kind of important for me to, to do this episode. It just happened that I wanted to do it, but I found out, oh, it's a perfect day to do that. You know, perfect weather, sitting right in the birthplace of this country and talk about what our country has become. It has become so un-American, so unfreed, so lack of liberty. And, and, and as I always said, who is responsible for that? It's no one but our judges. I call them judicial white privileges. Okay? And, uh, and, and, and yes, you can guess it. The three, the three judge panel on the third circuit court who handed down this decision are all white. And the plaintiff, the appellant, is Chinese. So my guess is that the mainstream media never reported this is because the victim of the NSA surveillance is a Chinese. In fact, a Chinese family. Okay, so 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 just remember, I'm not going after white people. I'm just telling the truth. The truth sometimes can be hard to handle. Okay, so now it's worth repeating. Because I said it in the in my ten o'clock walkie-talkie episode, I'm going to criticize black people too. I had a I called in in, in Sabi's room last night. I criticized black people seriously. I hold no bars against any ethnic groups. It does not matter to me. I have said Malcolm X was critical of black people too. It's not a exclusive rights for Malcolm X to criticize black people. I can do that too because I criticize them by using the facts, by using the content of them, not their skin color, by their conduct, including the political conduct. And there's nothing wrong with it. Go ahead, Heidi. You want I, to yeah, I wanted to make a quick point that uh, the media barely covered when Diane Feinstein was being spied on. So I and uh, you know she's a white lady and of uh, supreme status. So I, I don't think it's necessarily because the uh, plaintiffs were or the defendants were Chinese. I I think it has more to do with the uh, media covering for the security state. Like they are, uh, there it's an arm basically working for it. I just wanted to I, actually, Heidi, I will push back a little bit. Is this At, based on what happened recently? As we know, uh, Diana 
And you know how mainstream media report the uh, the Israel Palestine, Jew versus Arabs, Jew versus Muslim conflict. Dying Feinstein is a Jewish too. Is that right? Dying Feinstein is a part of the deep state. Now, you think in the mainstream media is independently operated? You think the mainstream media does not have an email contact with the staff of Dying Feinstein? Now, if Dying Feinstein is really upset with the deep state, he would raise hell. And she will have, she will raise hell, and she would have all the help she can get in the mainstream media. Because the mainstream media, in my opinion, according to David Chappelle, which I do agree with him, is likely controlled by the Jews. I, I have nothing to, uh, no, nothing wrong with that. You know, I just want to make everybody aware of, you know, you know, uh, you know, I think U.S. Supreme Court, I know a lot of people hate the U.S. Supreme Court decision about the uh, uh, campaign contribution. I think it's called the Citizen United case. But I always have a little pushback is that as long as the voters know who is giving what amount of money to what candidate, if, it's there, if there's a transparency, I do not have a problem about giving a limited amount of money. Okay, I mean, I could be wrong about it. In other words, if uh, every, if the entire world knows Jews control the mainstream media of this country, I'm good with that. Let them continue to control. We have a Twitters now, we have a new YouTube's now, we have calling now. So, so that, that's my little pushback. You know, the main because, issue uh, I would have with that is the censorship. So, yeah, they, they might yeah. be self-censored, right? They may be self-censored yes. and all that. And, Not uh, just self-censored; they they are forcibly censoring. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. Suppressing. The, the, yes. the FBI would knock on your door with a friendly knock, by the way, right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, and you know, oh, by the way, just a lot of cool things when you just take the walk. You know, I love the walkie-talkie way of doing calling. <laughs> I am a pretty creative guy, as you guys can tell. You know, I uh, uh, I got my bike st stolen in Miami. It's a pretty special bike because uh, it it was a road bike, Trek One Thousand uh, road bike. I you know I'm I'm old too old to race, so I changed converted to a cruiser. So it's very lightweight and. Uh, I, I got a huge uh, mustache bar and uh, and the race the whole handlebar very high so I can literally you know stand you know uh, sit straight up and ride a, a very light bike and I find out to be very enjoyable so I was quite saddened by the fact that that bike got stolen so so this past week I bought a carbon fiber version of a road bike <laughs> now I'm asking the track uh, track store store. I actually flip the handlebar of a road bike. A bike. Road bike has this drop handlebar, so I want to flip it so that I can use it as a cruiser. So I want to see how it will happen. But today I see someone even more creative than I am. A black guy. <laughs> this is what he did. He got a kids bike, tiny little kids bike. He switched the the rear wheel, so you, when you pedal, you actually will pedal backwards. So imagine a kid's bike. When you pedal, you actually go backwards. So he is sitting on the handlebar of the kid's bike. And somehow he can be hands-free without using hands. It's two-wheel. And he will ride that bike on the street of Philadelphia. I was like, what the F? I, I was too slow picking up my phone to sh shot a video. But that was a hilarious and, uh, to see the, how creative that guy is. Once I again, love that kind of stuff, yeah. Bike. 
flip the rear wheel. So when you pedal, it go backwards. And then you will sit on the handlebar of that kid's bike. <laughs> and it's hands-free. I think he used his butt to balance the bike. You know, how yeah. he did doing that, I just don't know. But it's hilarious. But anyway, I, like my point, though, being is that uh, there are people who like the established order and they will defend it. Uh, and there are, you know, basically secret um, groups that are um, also maintaining it. And like it would be similar to what my dad used to tell me is that it, it's uh, the women, the, the elder women in, within a society that basically call the shots on what the established order will be. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what I was getting at. Yeah. yeah no, no way. And, and you're I, right. I, I, Chinese, the Chinese would be excluded from that established order. I, I agree there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, who will report that the so-called Chinese spy balloon, actually, it is a weather balloon. It's not a military balloon. Nobody's going to report that, you know, because that's their narrative. So another funny story is this. When I came back, <laughs> there's a, a new museum called the African American Museum. In the back of that museum, there is a nicely structured hallway that go into the basement of this museum. <laughs> and this couple, homeless couple, who went, uh, the guy, uh, the guy, the boyfriend is black, the the homeless woman is a white. They sleep together. A month ago, when I saw them, when it's still warm, today I saw them again. <laughs> At twelve o'clock, they're still sleeping, <laughs> and right under the roof. Or the hallway of an African American museum. <laughs> this is America, and 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 I'm going to talk about how our liberty was taken away away by the court, right next to the courthouse, and right next to the Independence Hall. That is the reality of today. <laughs> so, guys, isn't that we live in an interesting time, right? <laughs> so uh, yeah, and it's similar to what hey, you had said that people, if they're homeless, they should go live in uh, Washington D.C. Basically, camp out and on the lawn of the or near near the White House and the Capitol building. Absolutely. Yeah. Right here where I sit right now, I saw a homeless white woman who's actually very young, probably in her late twenties. And uh, I was like, I look at her and said, people like you really should take a trip to White House. I don't think I will be willing to arrange a transportation, a bus. But I need 20 of you, or maybe 10, 15. I need you all go to this friend of White House and take a dump. <laughs> yes. I you take a dump, you get on the bus, all, all expense paid, I'll bring you back to Philadelphia. That is pretty radical, I will do it. Peter. I, I would do it, man. I would. You know That'd how be awesome. You know, yeah, I like the idea say, of that. Lasso um, will criticize. How dare you give a one thousand dollars Brady? I will. I did. So what? I'm a revolutionary. Peter, I just wanted to come up and say, um, if you're getting a new bike, um, I, I experienced bike theft. Uh, I now I use a, one of those Apple Air Tags wherever I go. I, I thought I'd just give that suggestion. So if your bike does ever get stolen, you can hide it in a, you know, a covert place and, and find your bike. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I got a solution this time. I literally is going to build something inside the truck so I can, it's a very light truck. It, uh, sorry, a very light uh, a bike. It's a carbon fiber. Every, every components, it's the lightest components available. And uh, it rides like a feather. This is the, like the, my dream ride. Uh, you know, again, I born. I was born, raised in China. In China, biking is the life. It's not a lifestyle. It's the life. Yeah. And uh, you know, I do it. Like, like I always said, 
you you know if you really care about the environment don't drive just ride the bike you know and uh, you should be able to solve that but then again the average americans the average calling members you know they're lazy piece of ass they have they're overweight they rather drive or have a Uber to deliver their food. They will not take a walk to get their food. That's just reality. So, You're damn right. Way, I'm at the shop right now getting my wheels fixed. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so that is uh, uh, so. So, without further ado, I'm just going to read the decision by the Third Circuit Court. Now, you, I'm talking about NSA. If you want to know what exactly the NSA did, you can Google this. ACLU, you know that word. She, XI, and NSA. Just Google that. It will take you to the ACLU page. They will explain exactly what the NSA did. That's pretty much what they alleged in uh, this Professor She's complaint. And uh, and the the, uh, the ACLU has a more detailed description of exactly what is the circumstances the nsa is the defendant in this case uh and uh and uh so 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 no, that's a, other than that i'm just going to read uh what it's written where, by where so, like is this the supreme court or no this is a third circuit court of appeal there, which then, is r right next to the independence hall okay so so i'm just going to read what the court says oh by the way I've said, uh, mentioned it earlier, all three judges are white judges. Uh, I should read their name out. Uh, just to put their name on the Hall of Shame. How's that sound? Uh, I think one is uh, 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 Cheryl Ann Cross, K R A U S E. Uh, Stephanos Bibas, B I B A S. Uh, Mitch, I think it's Mitchy or Mitch Randell. It should, should be Mar Marjorie Randell, R-E-N-D-E-L-L. -L. She married the former Philadelphia mayor, Ed Randell. Uh, also, uh, Ed Randell is the Philadelphia, uh, sorry, uh, a DNC's uh, chair for a while. I like Re Ed Randell uh, a lot. Uh, but uh, uh, Marjorie Randell is a Roman Catholic. She is from Wilmington, Delaware area. This is where I'm from. This is where Joe Biden's from. So all three uh, judges are white. Okay, so I'm not making this up. And the, the plaintiff is Chinese. And I have said before, all the famous cases I want to put in this this uh, 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 book uh, called the Judicial White Privilege, the People's History of American Jurisprudence. Um, all of these cases all of these cases the party in front of the court are racial minorities all right and the panel of the court the court the the, 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 the people who had the government who has the power to determine their liberty and freedom or taking away their liberty and freedom are whites you know i did not make this up this is the fact and Heavily represented the plaintiff. Uh, I'll tell you who represented them. Okay, uh, uh, one law firm in Philadelphia. I'm not going to repeat the name. Then ACLU uh, in New York. Uh, lead counsel from ACLU is a Patrick Tomey, T-O-O-M-E-Y. And I know Patrick Tomey is the National Security 
uh, uh, area ex- uh, subject matter experts at the ACLU. So they got involved because uh, you can imagine because they know this case involving uh, involves ACLU uh, NSA. Seton Hall Law School has a uh, lawyer on behalf of uh, the plaintiff appellant. Uh, another big law firm in Washington, D.C. called the Covington and Berlin is there, again, representing the appellant. Heavily represent. Uh, Robert McNamara Institute for Justice, which is a non-for-profit in Virginia. And uh, But they are amicus, amicus brief, people, I think. And uh, and then you have the U.S. government. So here is decision. Not all rights have remedies, even when they are enshrined in the U.S. Constitution. Now, I have said this is a oxymor- oxymoronic statement. If you don't have a remedy, why you call it enshrined? <laughs> you can. You can, you, if you can slay people, enslave people, and there's no reparation, how you can say their freedom is enshrined in the Constitution? It's not. So, so where Congress has opted to remedy specific rights in specific circumstances, we hesitate to interfere with that judgment by implying our own remedies or restricting those provided by Congress in ways it never intended. Now, the, legal, the, the, the meaning of this basically saying it's up for the Congress to give specify in, in writing what kind of a compensation should there, there should be if a federal government violates your constitutional rights. What the judge is saying, oh, we, the court should not do that. Now, which is problematic all by itself, which I'm going to get to. Here, we consider whether appellant Xiao Xingxi has a remedy available for two types of claims, both of which arise from the government's investigation, arrest, and later dismissed indictment, alleging mistakenly that he was a technological spy from China. Remember, guys, this is before the China initiative under Trump. This happened under Obama. She, by the way, she, Professor Xi's last name, even though sounds the same, spelled the same, is different from Xi Jinping, the president of China. She, joined by his uh, co-appellant, his wife and daughter, filed complaint that raised two types of claims, federal constitutional claims and the Bivens versus six unknown named agent of Federal Bureau of Narcotics. Directed against FBI Special Agent Andrew Hogan, the lead agent, and other unnamed officials involved in the investigation. Second type of claim, malicious prosecution and other torts under the Federal Tort Claim Act, FTCA. The district court dismissed both categories of claims on the government's motion, and we agreed, but only in part. So I'm going to do some comment, just help you to understand. So the Third Circuit Court summarized, she, again, it's a family, has two claims, two type of claims. One is the constitutional claims, meaning the federal government violated someone's constitutional rights. 
and the, you know whether there's a remedy for that or not. And they 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 use the word the Bivens uh, case Bivens, which I'm going to explain. The second type of claims they said is called a tort, federal tort act. What is tort? Tort means negligence, meaning wrongdoing. It's not because it's not for intentional wrongdoing. It's for negligent wrongdoing. Like you drive a car, you you don't intend to kill someone, but someone got hit by your car and that person died. You know, you're just not being driving, and you're not driving carefully. It's tort. So, in other words, the second type of claim is that the federal government was not careful enough doing their job. You're harmed. Okay, just stop right here. Now, I'll just give you some background. On the constitutional type of claims, the court already said there's a Bivens remedy. What Bivens is this? Bivens is from a case where a drug enforcement agent raided a, a person's home. They got the wrong person. They arrested him, put him in jail, yada, yada, yada. So, same thing as the court has noticed here. The Congress have never made a law in the war on drugs saying, if the drug enforcement agent, the federal agent, raided your house for wrong reasons, with no good reasons, what is the compensation for the citizen? The Congress never made a law specifying here there should be a compensation of $15,000 per person if that thing happened. They never did it. There has never been a remedy for a citizen if the federal government did something wrong to you. Never written in the law. But there is a remedy. What is remedy is called? It's called the Bivens remedy. It's actually coming right out of this case called the Bivens remedy. What is this? When the Bivens case went to the U.S. Supreme Court, the U.S. Supreme Court acknowledged that, correct, the Congress never specified in writing what kind of a compensation a citizen should get if they are wrong by the federal agent. But there is a principle in law and equity. It's called that for every wrong, there must be a remedy. In other words, let me repeat that. That's a principle. In Latin world, you can Google that. There's a Latin word that called that for every wrong, there must be a remedy. Because once again, when there's no remedy, means there's no justice. When there's no justice, that means there's no peace. Right? So your Supreme Court in the Bivens action saying there should be a remedy, we will give that remedy. It's called the Bivens remedy as of today. That's the constitutional, that's the remedy for the constitutional violation. Okay? Now, the second type of claim is about negligence, not doing the job carefully. Okay? Uh, An army truck driver hit someone and got killed, or, or he's involved in an accident on a highway. That's tort, meaning that this, this uh, army personnel is not being careful. He's not out there to kill someone. Right? So, so the first paragraph has a lot, Jew, a lot of Jews. So allow me to further elaborate. The third course started with this sentence. Not, uh, let me make sure I read it correctly. Not all rights have remedies, even when they are enshrined in the Constitution. <laughs> that give you a hint. What the? That the what? Would you read that again? What the actual? What? That's what an actual you, word. 
not all rights have remedies, even when they are enshrined in the U.S. Constitution. So you got an idea now. They they are not going to allow the constitutional claim of of, of of she. Okay, but however, if you have a read what ACLU said about what NSA did to she, it cannot be a negligence. <laughs> In other words, if a government is saying we have decided we're going to have a Surveil everybody's phone and the email communication. We're not actually listening to their phone calls. We're just collecting metadata. Okay, we don't need a warrant for that. Okay, when the government say that, is that a something they did out of negligence, or is this a intentional, planned, premeditated action by the government? It cannot be. It cannot be a negligence. Yeah, that's what right? Just remember, just like I don't mean to uh, go out too too far away. If the Israeli government say we are going to bomb the shit out of Gaza, <laughs> okay, we don't. We are going to cut the food and uh, water everything, food everything. If a Palestinian died in Gaza, is that because the Israeli government is being neglig negligent, or they actually intentionally? Did what they're doing. <laughs> did what they did. Just keep that in mind. So the the court, the third court, by started by saying, you have two types of claims: when it's constitutional, when it's negligence, tort. Okay, we start telling you, not all rights has remedies, <laughs> even if that right is enshrined in the constitution. Did they get? I'm going to read for, did they give an example, or this case yes, is an yeah, example? A, yeah, the example will be hilarious because once again, remember the the founding fathers fought the British. One of the big things they don't like. What, what what's the British thing that the the founding fathers resented deeply? Anyone? Taxation. Exactly. That's one. What else? No representation. It's actually it's a, it's a being it's actually, subjects. Oh, go ahead. No, no, it's actually related to taxation. But you you guys can can guess. Okay, keep on guessing. It's actually related to taxation, but it's a specific type of taxation. And for that taxation, government have to do something, and the founding fathers really really hate. It is a taxation. I'm sorry. What is it? Say it again, Brady. Okay, I can't hear you. It's okay. Yes. Well, my, my yeah, what? it's not called a search and seizure. It's another name, but you're correct. You're correct. Searching. It is also for search and seizure for taxation purposes, which I'm going to go over. Okay. So, just this case is hilariously interesting. I'm disappointed that ACL did not uh, appeal the, the decision to the U.S. Supreme Court. I could be wrong. I googled the. The, uh, the 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 docket on the U.S. Supreme Court. I do not see a petition because I think they should have gone all the way. You know, for the sake of what Edward Snowden did for all of us, I would go fucking all the way. I'll just tell you that. And uh, I, you know, it's it's a nonsense to say for NSA to do what they did. It's a negligent action. No, it's not. You established the whole fucking agency to do this. 
Do you know what I'm saying? You know, I mean, you all read English, right, guys? Now, I'm not making nonsense here. In plain reading, it's called. This is a fucked up. Okay? So, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I don't want to sound like I'm, I'm angry, okay? I'm not a man of a fuckery. <laughs> I try not to be a man of fuckery. I will just treat it like a... It's a, it, it's a comedy, almost like. Okay. Now, I'm going to read further. Oh, remember, the court has said they're going to take away uh, the constitutional claims and they will allow the, the, the negligent claims, which I don't think it makes any sense. In view of evolving Supreme Court president declining to extend Bivens, Bivens, again, is the remedy for the constitutional violation, to e extend Bivens into the national security realm and the limited circumstances in which Congress has opted to provide a remedy, we will affirm the district court's dis dismissal over C's Bevin's claims, period. I want to repeat that. The Third Circuit Court is saying, well, the U.S. Supreme Court really, really is having an evolving view on whether there should be a constitutional remedy when it comes to, quote, national security, end quote. Remember, guys, I did an episode on Korematsu, the internment of Japanese. And the U.S. Supreme Court Justice, uh, I think Roberts, Chief Justice Roberts, you know, he will he will kind of uh, pretend to be, you know, ashamed of the Korematsu decision. And he will say, he will write in the decision as a passing comment that Korematsu is uh, not a law of the land, should never be, you know, should never have a place in the history of the U.S. and blah, blah, blah. And you have this uh, Mary Garland, the DOJ uh, chief, went up to the U.S. Congress in a hearing, having some crocodile tears when he talks about Korematsu. Remember, Mary Garland is the chief judge in the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeal, the second highest court, right below the U.S. Supreme Court. He also shared some crocodile tear about Korematsu. I was like, don't give me those trickery shit. Because I know you guys will never agree to overturn the Korematsu. Korematsu says, for national security reasons, the U.S. government can do whatever the fuck it decided to do. And it will get away from it. Okay? So remember when Heidi has said, the mainstream media can have a knock on the door by the deep state saying, hey, you need to control your narratives. This is a national security matter. Guess what? The mainstream media will follow the directives or the hint or the advice of the national security apparatus. Why do you do that? Because the mainstream media will know. Will know. The court will side with the government. So let me continue. So the first, they will say, the third circuit will say, well, it's kind of a muddy picture when it comes to giving a remedy for constitutional violations. But his FTCA claims are another matter. The district court held the government immune from those claims because it determined that she and his family had failed to allege clearly established constitutional violations and assumed that this threshold for liability applicable to qualified immunity analysis 
also apply to the FTCA discretionary function exception. We clarify today, however, that the clearly established threshold is inapplicable to the discretionary function analysis, and because the government has no direction, uh, discretion to violate the Constitution, FTCA claims premise on con on conduct that is plausible alleged, plausibly alleged to violate the Constitution may not be dismissed on the basis of the discretionary function exception. We will therefore vacate the district court's dismissal of applicants' FTCA claims and remand for further proceeding. So what did the third circuit court say is that we're going to allow the FTCA claims, Federal Tort Claim Act. You're saying the federal government, for their negligence, have violated your constitutional rights. Once again, I said, if you have a regular FBI official in charge of uh, 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 drug trafficking activities, for whatever reason, when he's in, you know, on his duty, he believes a suspect is about to do something very bad. He pulled out his gun and killed that suspect. Maybe not thinking too clearly. You may have a, a FTC, meaning that's negligent. So that, that person's rights, constitutional rights to live, got violated. But it's violated under a negligent basis. Negligence. It's a wrongdoing out of negligence. Not by intention. In the internment of Japanese, the government intentionally did that. In the NSA, the government intentionally did that. Okay, so in case you have not gone over the what ACLU said on their pages about what happened, I'll just explain to you this. When J. Edgar Hoover is surveilling his political enemies, including the Supreme Court justices, including the senators, he has a principle. I find out that principle is pretty half-decent, for at least, okay? As much as you hate J. Edgar Hoover. J. Edgar Hoover sincerely believed that as long as he will never use those evidence collected through the illegal wildcatting in any criminal proceedings, he is allowed by the Constitution to surveil whoever he wants to surveil. Okay, that's J. Edgar Hoover. Now, let me talk about what ACLU said in Xi's case. The ACLU says as early as 2010, the NSA has collected the Xi's communication with the overseas universities, especially university in China. And the NSA collect the metadata on that. And they provided that metadata as a predicate to the FBI saying, hey, this guy needs to be looked at. You're saying this is a negligence? This is an intentional act. That's why we all hate NSA and this surveillance without warrant. Is that we believe the government will use it for unlawful purposes. That's what exactly what happened.
all right? Because it's very difficult to, to, you know, even if the FTCA claim got to proceed, and you're going to subpoena a NSA personnel, say, hey, how did you end up giving this information to the FBI? <laughs> Would NSA be, well, I just got a little bit too much alcohol the past night and i did not pay attention to my job a, a job so so i well, i accidentally ir or oh. erroneously you know <laughs> it's a negligence i'm sorry right. no, it's not. you're giving those shit all over the place there's a routine I, w I was gonna say two things one is like my dad always said we have no such thing as rights we have privileges that they can take away anytime they want and then the other thing is your favorite phrase, Peter, plausible deniability. That's the only reason why they're even hearing this case on the basis of the negligence, because if they refuse to hear the case at all, then they, it would be an obvious violation. Exactly. And they don't want the people up in arms. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you, I still like this, this decision because of this. They they come up with something I will I love. Actually, I will, I will tell you. Uh, uh, I will tell you again. Uh, you know, this is a fascinating piece. This is a fascinating piece. Okay. Uh, factual and procedural background. Appellant Xiao Xing Shi and his wife immigrated to the U.S. from China in 1989. I came here a year after. And over the next 25 years, lived out the American dream. Shi, who is an internationally acclaimed expert in the field of thin film superconducting technology, was eventually appointed chair of the physics department at Temple University, which is in Philadelphia. Chi Li, Li's wife, also an accomplished physicist, became a professor at Pennsylvania State University, and together they settled in Pennsylvania and began raising their two daughters. According to the complaint, however, life as the family knew, as the family knew, came to a crashing halt on May 21st, 2015. In the early morning hours, they were awakened by loud knocks, startled and partially undressed. She answered the door. By the way, that's exactly what my experience is. Where he was confronted by armed FBI agents who were wielding a battering ram and who proceeded to handcuff him. Without an explanation, the agent entered the house, held Chi Li, the wife, and the couple's young daughters, including Joyce He, at gunpoint, and conducted an extensive search, seizing computers, travel records, and financial records. At the conclusions of the search, the agents released Chi Li and the daughters, but took Xi to the FBI's Philadelphia field office. There, he was subject to DNA assembling and fingerprinting before being interrogated for approximately two hours. Only then did the agent review the catalyst for the morning events. As it turned out, she had been indicted on four counts of wire fraud for allegedly providing Chinese entities with sensitive information about a revolutionary superconductor technology known as a pocket heater <laughs> that belongs to an American company. Seeing diamond, blah blah blah. She had obtained an early version of the pocket heater from Shoreline Technologies, a company owned by one of its two inventors in 2004, and then we and leased the device in 2006 from its then owner, Superconductor Technologies Inc. (STI). As described in the indictment, she purported to 
procure the pocket heater from university uh, for university research and agreed as a condition of the 2006 lease that he would not reproduce, sell, transfer, or otherwise dis distribute the technology to any third party. But he then violated the agreement by sending four emails related to the device to colleagues in China. Okay, I'm going to keep on reading. By the way, just cut to the chase is this. It turns out that so-called the super heat pocket heater, whatever, that she is communicating with the China is a different type of device. It's, a, it's like an apple and orange. It also turned out that these charges were based on an investigation led by defendant Andrew Hogan, an FBI special agent assigned to the agency's Chinese counterintelligence unit. Remember, this is before the China Initiative by Donald Trump, okay? Donald Trump is basically all Chinese here are helping uh, China as the, quote, economic rapist, unquote, of America. <laughs> you know, this white hate mongers like Donald Trump, they use the exact same narratives, okay? Back in the old days when the white people lynched black people, more than half of those lynchings are based on sexual assault claims made by white women against the black. And then that black will be burned alive. So the Donald Trump will intentionally say, this is not just some economic competition. This is a economic raping of America. Oh, by the way, I'm so glad uh, Trump is now going full force against Hamas. <laughs> Thank you, Donald. <laughs> And uh, so it also, it also turned out that these charges were based on, and sorry, I already did this. Uh, so they do already have a Chinese counterintelligence unit. Remember, counterintelligence means national security. In the course of that investigation, as set forth in the complaint, Hagen had interviewed the inventor of the pocket heater and learned that she's emails were not related to the STI pocket heater, but rather to a different process that she himself had invented. So let me repeat, she invented something himself. <laughs> and the FBI agent had, in, had, had interviewed the, the American inventor of this technology device. And this inventor, American inventor, have told the FBI agent, it's two different things. Nevertheless, According to the complaint, Hogan avert, avert means uh, stated in his affidavits, reports, and other communications with prosecutors that those emails did concern the pocket heater that belonging to that American inventor. <laughs> By the way, I'm going to guess Andrew Hogan is a white person. <laughs> I'm not trying to do white bashing, <laughs> never. I'm just, you know, this is just the facts laid out. Okay. Even if it's an African-American special agent, he may not made up this story. After he interviewed the invent American inventor who told him what she did is his own thing, his own invention. No, no, no. I'm the FBI. I mean, counterintelligence unit. God damn it. I can do any fucking things I want to. I can knock on Mark Zuckerberg's. Uh, door, <laughs> telling him, don't publish 
Hunter Biden's laptop. Eventually, the prosecutors realized that, just as the inventors allege,、uh, allegedly told Hogan, Xi's email had nothing to do with the pocket heater, heater and concern, an entirely different technology, based on Xi's own research and publications. See, according to the whites in the government, the Chinese are always thieves. <laughs> you know. The Chinese money in in the U.S. Are, 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 should be called the N gold. <laughs> you know, it, you know, it's called the Chinese money. It must be stolen from somewhere else. <laughs> But why? In fact, I think mostly the robbery is done by the whites <laughs> against the non-whites. The entire world operates that way. I'm sorry. <laughs> And uh, so, uh, let me see. They also learned that the pocket heater was not a revolutionary device, as the indictment alleged. Instead, it was well known since 2003 when details of its design were presented at an international conference. So the government moved to dismiss the indictment, acknowledging that additional information came to its attention, warranting dismissal. <laughs> okay, by that time, however, significant damages was already done. Now I I follow this case, of course, as you can imagine, <laughs> me being me, right? She is a chair professor, so under him, there's a whole bunch of research grants, research teams. You know, you have he will have students from of different colors, different backgrounds, everything. They literally cannot work anymore because she was indicted. <laughs> of course, she has she has to be removed. As a chair professor of Temple University's physics department, so everything is in the limbo when that happened. Okay, not just she's life; everybody's life got impacted. The U.S. Attorney's Office had issued a press release regarding she's arrest and indictment, and the case has received widespread media attention. I'll tell you this: when the Chinese balloon flew in. The media will get a you'll get a wide, very wide media、uh, extension. When it turns out it's not a spy balloon, the media will not have any attention. That's the way how it works, guys. That's why I'm doing this calling show because it's hilariously funny. How you know <laughs> this is really hilariously funny. As a result, Temple suspended. She's as a chair of the physics department and placed him on administrative leave. He was barred from participating in research or communicating with his graduate students, and he and his family suffered both emotionally and financially. After conducting their own investigation into how all this transpired, appellants filed suit in Eastern District, Pennsylvania. According to the complaint, the emails on their face. Revealed that she did not share any information about the pocket heater with China, and the pocket heater was never even referenced in the email. They instead referred to a synap tubular heating device invented by Xi himself that differs from the pocket heater in in, vir, in virtually every respect. The emails were, in short, normal scientific interaction, no different from. Thousands of similar international collaborations among scientists, <laughs> and to the extent any any doubt remained as to their con contents, the complaint alleged the pocket heater inventor had confirmed for Hogan that they were wholly unrelated to that device.
Based on these allegations, the complaint asserted two groups of claims. Bivens claims brought by Xi alleging violation of the Fifth Amendment rights to equal protection, as well as the Fourth Amendment right to be free from unreasonable search, malicious prosecution, and fabrication of evidence. So let me go over these constitutional claims again. Again, they said it's a Bivens claim. Fifth Amendment is about equal protection. She has said, you did this because I'm Chinese. Remember, we did the Japanese internment because the Japanese are Japanese. They are not white. Okay? I'll just share this with you. At the time of a Japanese internment, where U.S. is also at war with Italy and German, the percentage of a German population in America and the Italian population in America far exceeds the percentage of a Japanese population in America. Guess who got interned? Not the white population, <laughs> but the yellow population. It's called Japanese. So she did allege racial discrimination and the Fifth Amendment, and also the unreasonable search and seizure, which is the Fourth Amendment. Remember, guys, I sit right next to the Independence Hall, <laughs> where the Founding Fathers is quite adamant. So the second type of claim, again, is the FTCA claim, which I'm going to skip. So hold on a second, guys. I need to uh, plus place my phone uh, to a charger. Go ahead, Heidi. You want to say something? Anyone? Oh, actually, let me check. Uh, anyone has any uh, calling or whatever? Yeah, no, oh, I, don't really, I don't have anything to add uh, for, except for what I said before. You know, it's a matter of being having privileges, not rights. And, you know, we all have to – we should make more uh, – effort, I think, as a population to put our foot down and say, it's not okay that they're spying on us. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you know, the, the danger is that when these massive warrantless collections can be fed into the FBI, that's a huge deal as far as I'm concerned. You know, I was like, it's worse than J. Edgar Hoover. So hold on a second, guys. I need to turn up my computer to charge my phone. First. We should consider or debate or talk about or whatever is the whole thing with uh, security versus liberty. You know, yes. like uh, I think it was Benjamin Franklin. There's like a famous quote, something about how those who would sacrifice liberty for security uh, deserve neither, and will something about That's they won't right. get either. That's right. Yeah. Hey, Peter, does yes. this case have any impact or relation to the um, Uhuru FBI raids at all? The, the Ruby Ridge, no. The Ruby no, Ridge, no. Uhuru. Uh, Uhuru. Uhuru, a oh, great question. Great question. Uh, Amanda, I was uh, doing a uh, walkie-talkie earlier today, so actually I can repeat that if you don't mind, okay? Uh, to my left, to the north, is the National Constitution Center, and they have a huge uh, poster at front called the First Amendment Gallery, okay? In that First Amendment Gallery, as, as a matter of fact, let me walk towards that uh, so I can talk better. 
just a second. Sorry. So I got all the time today because uh, I took the day off and uh, uh, brought my uh, truck to the to my trusty mechanics. So it's going to be a while, and the weather's super nice. So the First Amendment ga uh, right gallery listed the five. They call it five uh, freedoms under the First Amendment. Okay, the five rights of uh, freedoms is called uh, religion, speech, press, assembly. And the petition. Okay, when I was doing a uh, walkie-talkie earlier, I was like, "Hmm, interesting. What about the rights of association? Like, uh, if I want to join KKK today, will the government consider it a crime? Or do I have a free freedom to free associ a freedom of free association? Uh, the reason I actually say this is that go back to your Uhuru, right? Because apparently." To make a public appearance in Russia uh, with uh, some entities in Russia is considered to be acting as a foreign agent. I was like, "What the fuck is that?" So to me, the free association is c covered uh, uh, under this. So I do not know why this uh, constitutional center will skip that. So again, I read this: uh, free, uh, five freedoms they said under the First Amendment. Religion, speech, press, assembly, petition. Now, Amanda, you tell me where people. Oh, back to the sheet case is related to Uhura. I'll tell you where it's related. It's called the free association. Does NSA have any right to surveil a group of international scientists collaborating on some topics through email? Uh, why these emails are subject to NSA surveillance? Are they crimes? Right? This is a free association. I've said earlier, even in the Middle Evil times in Europe, when the church controlled the society and the theocracy, universities enjoyed the maximum, maximum amount of freedom. Would, would you agree? On speech, a lot of stuff. So nowadays, being a Chinese scientist like Xi, his collaboration with uh, his uh, Chinese uh, uh, researchers in China is considered to be a national security threat now? Same with... Uh, it, may, it makes sense if you uh, think about it or like understand that the security state and the government are all in service to big business. Because like anything that uh, proprietary... Um, a an employee comes up with or a consultant or you know however it's written into the employment contract uh the company owns it's insane the way that they can you know exercise intellectual property rights over ideas that their employees come up with but um it, you know like what it comes down to is our government doesn't work for us the people it works for business yeah so, so actually, I don't want to sidetrack, but you know, I did an episode about this French, uh, former French uh, minister in economics and uh, I think uh, industrialization, and he uh, complained that U.S. government used uh, national security measures to steal French companies' trade secret. We are the one who actually are stealing secrets, commercial secrets from other 
countries or from other companies, not the Chinese. You know, I'm not saying you know, there will be an intellect, inter, uh, intellectual property theft by anyone, any company. It's it's more of that American exceptionalism, Peter. Exactly, right. we're doing it for the good guys. Yeah, we're the good guys. Exactly. Oh, by the way, Rudy, welcome. Uh, by the way, Rudy, I'm going to do a room criticizing black people because I said something uh, quite upsetting towards uh, Savvy Sap and the Roger in her room yesterday, last night. So I said, like, damn it, I, I need to go full force on that because I need to criticize any anyone, any ethnic group of people based on, you know, based on what they do, not what, not their skin color. So, so what, what happened to uh, Amanda? Hey, Rudy. What's going on, Peter? Not bad. What, what, what's going on with you? I'm doing all right, man. I am just like everybody else. I'm pretty sure I'm just inundated um, by all of the craziness that's happening in Palestine. And I was actually curious to hear, you know, your sort of judicial uh, view of what is happening over there. Oh, I will. I will do more. I did a few already, Rudy, and uh, and uh, Chairman Mao once said. Uh, the bigger chaos uh, will eventually bring the uh, just order to the world. Yeah. So, so Mao is a big uh, having a chaos. So the war is always a chaos, and uh, and uh, you know I'm just hoping that something more uh, a more just world, uh, a more just Middle East arrangement, especially you know the statehood with the Palestinians will 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 come out. You know. There's um there's a Japanese anime that I used to watch where this guy is from a land sort of like Palestine, but, you know, a little bit wetter in between, a land in between, you know, massive um, armies and massive, you know, countries. And they would always wage their wars in these in this little land. And so this guy grew up to be powerful. And then his answer to seeing how basically you got victim victimizing other people and it seems that everybody sort of got blood in their hands um well he saw sort of this big uh um universal sort of peace thing as everything blowing up you know and so if everybody's blown up nobody can blow up anybody else and i'm hoping that's not you know um chairman mao's view no it's not but i do know chairman mao is a very very I mean, in fact, guys, I actually is thinking about uh, reading Chairman Mao's uh, little red book to the American audience because I truly believe America need a second revolution, and maybe Chairman Mao's uh, words can be inspiring to to any Americans who truly wants to have a revolution again. And uh, you know, because the stuff I'm talking about right now is quite shitty, because the government do. You know, the court has approved the government to surveil all of us and use the results of those surveillance and give it to the law enforcement <laughs> without you even commit a crime. <laughs> yeah, I so, mean, when all of these links you're making just makes me wonder at what point, you know, there isn't a government, but just these corporations, right? Because these corporations have the government surveilling everybody and... um you know, isn't it isn't it supposed to be that everybody is allowed to, you know, be able to create and make a dollar out of whatever creation that they do? And so if I'm out here creating with my fellow and the government's got, you know, its surveillance and it's using its surveillance 
right, to benefit uh, a private entity? Like, at what point is in it is it no longer a government but just a corporation? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly my point. Yeah, Rudy, I agree. It is a corporation. Yeah. So now I. I always said that uh, you know uh, I know Bob. Uh, once I I uh, knock out Bob's uh, allegation that Walmart is the problem for America, you know this is a fitting the line like what Heidi and uh, Rudy just said that corporations are the problem of America. So I responded to uh, Bob's uh, claim. I was at the end of the day, how op- uh, corporations operate is wait, still wait, uh, Peter. Peter, I just want to be clear. I'm not saying that they are the problem. The problem is that our government is the enforcement arm for them. I'm okay okay with corporations. When they had mandates to, like, improve the communities, they used to have to do that. Mm -hmm. But uh, they had a couple laws uh, go through that basically say their only obligation is to their shareholders and to uh, uh, create and maintain and increase profit. So that's the problem. And then the government enforces their will. That's yeah. what I don't like. Yeah, understand. Taking what you just said, I will still believe is that if we have a, a functioning justice system, uh, people have the freedom to petition. Remember the First Amendment, the freedom to petition, to petition the court, to ask the court to to issue injunctions or remedy, other remedies for for the things you have ju- uh, you have just described. Now. For the for the for now, I, I actually believe the courts are actually is also controlled by the corporation, right? So so that is problematic, and that's why you know I always said the I, I think I said earlier is that in my back right now is the called the independence visit, visit, visitor center. Independence is not just in, being independent from the British. The independence means independence from any abuse, abusive and oppressive government, right? This is why the founding father did put it there, saying we have a not just a right but a duty to alter and abolish. So, for what you have said, Heidi and Rudy has said, yeah, if the corporations control the government, then we need to abolish that government or alter that government, but somehow. So, so, so that is, a, you know, so now let me uh, continue with this. I'm going to skip certain lines because I'm going to skip the FTCA because uh, the court allowed the FTCA to proceed. Uh, and so I'm not going to uh, spend too much time reading that. As for the first group of claims, the district court concluded that a Bivens remedy was not available. And even if it were, Hogan was entitled to famously qualified immunity because she failed to establish that his conduct violated any clearly established constitutional rights. Specifically, the court held that Hogan was immune from Xi's Fourth Amendment claims because the complaint did not contain sufficient facts to support a finding that the government lacked probable cause and there was no clearly established right to expert validation of the technical or scientific evidence that was the basis of a probable cause determination in an investigation or prosecution. Now, the Third Circuit Court is quoting 
what the district court wrote. Okay, uh, I I I don't think I need to go over the legal detail of this, which first of all is quite、uh, intense, and also you know I will not consider myself qualified.、Uh, but I just want to bring up this fact: the the Third Circuit Court did wrote this. She did allege. Uh, uh, she did allege the court.、Uh, she did allege that the FBI Hogan predicated his investigation at least in part on the fact that she is racially and ethnically Chinese. So I want to stress this: is that she, the the Chinese、uh, plaintiff, did allege what FBI. BI BI did is a racially motivated, so he did allege. Now, the district court said you did not allege sufficiently. Okay, and、uh, and, and but I just want to stress that they did allege. My beef with this case is not actually not about racial discrimination. My beef with this case actually is that it's clearly stated. In the in the victims'、uh, complaint, that the whole investigation is started by the NSA, mega、uh, metadata collection. Okay, this is my main beef. Okay, this is my main beef. In other words, we know without NSA, the FBI is piece of shit as far as the Chinese concerned, right? But putting the NSA there. The FBI can do this to any people. That is my concern. I tell you that. Okay, so I'm sorry. A group of students just passed by. Okay.、Uh, the district court dismissed the second group of claims, the FTCA claims, the negligent claims, because it included blah blah blah. It's okay. I'm not going to read it because、uh, the the third circuit court has reversed that decision. Okay, now they're going to discuss. The Third Circuit Court is going to discuss their rationale behind their decision. We will first address Xi's, Bivens claim, and then turn to the FTCA's claim. FTCA claims. The Bivens claim. To assess Xi's Bivens claims, we consider first the Supreme Court's requirements to pursue a Bivens remedy. And second, how those requirements apply to this case. Bivens framework. Once again, I just remind everybody, Bivens remedy is not something that the Congress made a law to provide to、uh, uh, and provide that remedy. No, it is a it's a remedy given by the U.S. Supreme Court in that particular case. In Bivens, the U.S. the Supreme Court recognized. An implied damage remedy for a Fourth Amendment violation committed by federal officials whose conduct was not encompassed by the statutory remedy available against state officials under 42 U.S.C. Section 1983. Bivens arose in the unreasonable search and seizure context. Federal narcotics agents. Forcibly entered and searched Bivens' home without a warrant, 
then arrested him on federal drug charges without probable cause. So I'm going to pause here a little bit. The Bivens action is actually specifically for the Fourth Amendment, unreasonable search and seizure. Okay, I'll just point it out. <laughs> and uh, and later on, the, the appeal court also said, what happened to Xi is exactly the same thing that happened to Bivens. Basically, the court already, the, this court, Third Circuit Court, acknowledged what happened to this Chinese family is exactly what happened to the Bivens. <laughs> the U.S. or Supreme Court agreed that there should be a remedy. Okay, the word the court uses is called the implied damage remedy, meaning that, yes, it's true, the Congress have never read, uh, wrote down what exact the damage should be if a federal FBI agent violated your constitutional rights. But it's implied damages. Remember I said, it's law, there's a saying called for every wrong, there must be a remedy. The Supreme Court offered that Bivens remedy. And the Third Circuit Court agreed what happened to Xi's family is exactly what happened to Bivens family. But they, they said, simply because this is a counterintelligence operation simply because this is a national security matter we are not going to allow constitutional remedies so in the first in the in the 52 years since Bivens was decided however the supreme court has pulled back the reins to what appears to be a full stop and no further meaning they're saying that supreme court has been restricting the applicability of a Bivens remedy to many, many other cases. Okay. So, and the, the, the court now explain what's the other circumstances when this thing is allowed. Initially, the court in, extended the Bivens to two other contexts. Two other cases a first amendment sex discrimination case brought by a former congressional staffer who whose congressman terminated her explicitly because he felt it essential that her position be held by a man so a, a lawmaker in washington dc on capitol hill fired a female staff because he preferred to have a man to be a staff so in that case, the court allowed the female staff to sue this federal officer, a lawmaker, for damages. Uh, so, so, and the claim for inadequate prison medical care brought under the Eighth Amendment's cruel and unusual punishment. So there's another case under the Eighth Amendment, uh, 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 inmate was uh, saying the prison's medical care is uh, inadequate and caused harms to him and the US Supreme Court also US Supreme Court also allowed remedies for that constitutional claim remember all these situations the congress have never written a word about what the compensation should be when the federal government violated your constitutional rights since then however 
it has repeatedly refused to extend the Bivens remedy to any other amendment, context, or category of a defendant. Instead, it had clearly communicated that Bivens is a disfavored judicial activity. So the court basically they want to, they want not to give you remedies if the federal government violated your constitutional rights. I was like, why? Okay, but that is a fact. So Amanda have asked an excellent question earlier. She said, Peter, hey, what's the cases that this court rely on to not given the Bivens remedy? To Professor Xi and his family. Now I'm going to go a little bit quicker. There is a three cases. The Third Circuit Court used to say, okay, based on our reading of these three Supreme Court cases, we are not going to give you Mr. Xi Bevin's remedy. One is called the Ebert versus Bowl. Uh, my apology. I actually have something else that I can share. Hold on a second. Uh, I need to open up my computer so I can tell you exactly what they are. Okay, hold on a second. It is hilarious, guys. But actually, guys, take a guess. That the third circuit court is going to cite three cases, and based on which they're saying the Bevins action. Uh, uh, remedy will not be available for Professor Xi. Take a guess. Under what circumstances those could be? I, I, I'm going to give you a hint. It is related to, somewhat related to the national security. Anyone? No? It's okay. No, no, no pressure. Because uh, I, I did my homework, so that's why I'm here. You know, to, to share those with you. Oh, by the way, I actually had a, my lawyer friend read the entire decision and a bounce idea with him uh, in preparation for, for this podcast. I tell you. It's pretty hilarious. Okay, the uh, the Third Circuit Court relied on three cases. I called cross-border cases. I called it, quote, cross-border cases. Three cross-border cases. Ebert versus Bo, which is decided in 2022. Hernandez versus Mesa, which is decided in 2020. And the Bryan versus United States which was decided in 2019. These are all recent cases. In all these three cases, it involves custom and border control agent, which is a federal agent, right? And they violated someone's rights in all these three scenarios. I call them cross-border cases, okay? Relying on this cross-border cases, the Third Circuit Court, took a guess. They said, well, the U.S. Supreme Court is not a big fan of giving 
remedies to constitutional claims when it comes to the border patrol agent violating a someone's constitutional rights. Why the U.S. Supreme Court do that? It must be because whatever this uh, agent is doing is to protect the homeland of the United States. Therefore, all these three cases relate to national security matters. Because the U.S. Supreme Court will not allow a remedy under Bivens to these cross-border cases, three of them, 2019, 2020, and 2022, we therefore should not allow Bivens remedy to she and his family. Do you guys still follow what I just said? Let me pause a little bit and you might for comment. Anyone? Yeah. You- yeah, I get it. There's yeah, I get it. they're saying because it's a national security issue, um, basically they uh it's uh over um Basically, it's more important than anybody's individual rights. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Like, if you, remember, I complained how a border patrol agent mistreated me when I re-entered from Canada into U.S. in the town of Halton, uh, Maine. You know, as it turns out, you know, I, after I read this decision, I said, okay, I'm glad I did not file any complaint. <laughs> I just, I just, uh, you know, threw some uh, 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 profanity towards those. Uh, uh, border patrol agent because i know they did something shitty to me and they knew it they never responded yeah. to it, you know yeah and that's that's the problem with our um with our police and with our you know like the fbi and whatnot is that they can say anything is a national security issue exactly it's exactly about plausible deniability it's their favorite excuse yep yep so 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 let me just stress that what the Third Circuit Court said is this, that, yeah, 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 your rights, the Fourth Amendment, not being, you know, arrest, charged, surveilled by NSA, oh, sorry, not to be surveilled by NSA to start with, without a warrant, and then be investigated by the FBI with the help of the NSA, and be charged, and then lose your job temporarily, get your life disrupted, and all that. Yeah, it is a constitutional violation of your rights, enshrined in the Constitution. But guess what? Not every right has a remedy. <laughs> According to those in power, yes. Exactly. exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, the whole, the whole concept of probable cause is that they have to have a reason to be looking into somebody in the first place. Exactly. That, that, yeah, that it, should be a threshold that should be, you know upheld i guess yep. and and here it's not you're right the the judicial review has been uh basically uh compromised yeah yeah now so here comes my my rebuttal because you guys probably know while i'm doing a judicial white privilege show these white motherfuckers are pretty smart they're very clever they're very cunning okay i have to call them out when they do this 
It's my intention to insult them to the maximum ability that I have. And this is what I'm about to do. I right now sit right next to the Independence Hall. As Brady has correctly said, one of the major grievances that founding fathers had is the unreasonable search and seizure. Okay, we all know that, right? It's like a sacred rights of any American citizens. The government belongs to we the people. We do not allow the government to unreasonably search and seize our properties, our homes, our person. Remember, I just talked about the U.S. Supreme Court has decided that for the cross-border issues, when when a federal agent violates your rights because of national security, that is okay. Remember that? Now, let me go back. Why the British wanted to conduct search and seizures of the American homes. It's for taxation, and more specifically, it's for goods that are crossing the border and the, and the people who are crossing the border. In other words, back in the old days, the British is very upset. The Americans are invading taxes especially when importing and exporting goods inside and out of the in into and out out of the colonies so let me read that's exactly what's written historically why the british have to conduct seizure and search okay Because I wrote, I wrote this up with uh, the help of my lawyer friend. Using writs of assistance, quote, writs of assistance, unquote. The King of England authorized his agents to carry out the wide-ranging search searches of anyone, anywhere, anytime, regardless whether they were suspected of a crime. The writs empower custom agents remember that three cases the third circuit quoted are all custom and border agents remember that so actually the king of england empowered custom agents to search private homes and other places for cross-border smuggled goods smuggled smuggled goods are for evasion of taxes therefore the king has a need to search the homes to collect taxes <laughs> so, so in other words, back then the King of England really had a very reasonable reason to search and seize to search the private homes of the Americans and seize their goods if they find, because those are cross-border smuggled goods. So, in she's ruling, we the people comes full circle right the third the third circuit court literally relied on the three cross-border cases that happened recently saying well guess what it's a full national security the federal government can do whatever the shit they want to do but what about the king of england is the king of england really should be 
re reasonably believe to have a good reason to search for American homes for smuggled goods from outside the United, you know, the, the colonies. So that is the ultimate irony. That right now I sit in the in the place where the founding fathers gathered, saying, "We shall never allow government to have a, to search our home and seize our property in person without a probable cause, without a specified reason." The founding fathers said, "We don't give a fuck what the king of England wanted, <laughs> what is taxation or anything else." I was going to say, it, it seems like the uh, whole idea with this, what do you call it, the um, CBDCs and how they want to micromanage our small transactions, you know, like how uh, yeah, we... Exactly. The government wants to know right? anything you do. Yeah. No. They're getting greedy. <laughs> exactly. So, now, this is even worse, okay? Now, you, you know, consider yourself being the king of uh, George, King George of England. I mean, at that time, not just taxation issue. He must have learned that some of these colonists, they're going to declare the independence. Now, is that a national security crisis for the King of England? After all, the King of England is the government. Technically. The government have a yes. serious... As a colony, I mean, not te technically that, it exactly. is. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is a fucking national security matter as far as the King of England is concerned. Right? Therefore, he has all the reason. To have a, it's called a general search. You must assist. My, you know, the police showed up, the army showed up. You must op open up your home, open for in in inspection. We have a national security crisis because the king has heard. As, as a subject to that authority, yep. I was going to say earlier, uh, it depends on where your loyalties lie. Because yep. if your loyalties lie with the King of England, then you think that, of course, he should be able to collect those taxes. Exactly. But if you're independent, yeah, and that's what America, our government wants us to feel loyal to it and be happy about paying our taxes to it. Yep. So now you got it. Basically, it's ironic. What founding fathers sign off? The Fourth Amendment. That you are not subject to unreasonable search and seizure. This now it's okay as long as the government lay out this excuse. It's for national security. Well, God, God damn it, the King of England has also a very serious and real national security concern. Therefore, the king should be able to search any fucking subject's home at his pressure. So this is what America is today: the government of the USA. The government of USA is a tyrant because the government of USA has said in Xi's case that the NSA is entirely legal to collect all your metadata from your communications. And then they actually can legally use that and feed it to the FBI to predicate a criminal investigation of any of you. And if they did it wrong, Guess what? There's no remedy for you. Not every right had remedies, even when they are enshrined in the Constitution. 
that is yeah. what the third circuit court says. <laughs> exactly. That's Zach saying the King of England is alive and well. Unfortunately, that's exactly it. It is. Uh, it's become the tyranny. It was. Uh, try. It claimed it was trying to escape. Yep. So now there's more, guys. This is why I mean, you know, I wanted to do this for a long time. Okay, <laughs> I wanted to do this for a long time. This is also a very interesting situation right there. This the internment of Japanese Americans that's for national security. Is that right? It's a cross border issue because Japan has attacked the US, they crossed the border, attacked the US. The NSA is also a national, a cross border issue because the 9 11 hijackers crossed the border and attacked us. Right, the, the, the China initiative where and the Trump is also a cross-border issue, right? Because as Trump alleged, China is the economic rapist of America. America is screaming for help. Please, please, I'm being raped. It's another cross-border issues. But what really? The government of the United States did is this on the NSA surveillance, on the internment of Japanese, and, and on, on the dragnet investigation of a Chinese Americans under Trump. What is called? You actually, you guys have heard this word quite a bit these days. These words. It's called a collective punishment. Because the Empire of Japan has attacked the USA, therefore, one hundred twenty thousand. Japanese Americans must be sent to a concentration camp. What is that called? Collective punishment. A handful of uh, Islamic extremists did a attack on U.S. homeland. Bad it is, yes. What's the U.S. government's response? Collective punishment. I have talked about it. You know, the Afghan war is a collective punishment. The Iraq war is the collective punishment. The economic sanctions we handed out to other nations, collective punishment. People have nothing to do with the harm we suffered. And in the NSA case, we the people, the entire population, the domestic inhabitants inside the border of the United States become the victims of collective punishment by the government of the United States. That's why this country is going down. That's why this country will need a second revolution. You know, for my part, that's why I'm here always is to call out these judicial white privileges. They actually do not follow the Constitution of the United States. They actually work right next to the birthplace 
of the rights of we the people. They actually intentionally ignore it. When the court is supposed to be the gatekeeper, the guardian of our rights, they let go our rights. You know, I, I could, like I always said, historically, the courts readily take away rights, constitutional rights of racial minorities. So many cases. In this NSA case, the court is taking away everybody's rights. Because you are under the eyes of a bigger brother. You know, as I called it, the Philadelphia is called the city of a brotherly love. We have a government we call the big brother. We got a lot of love from our big brother. And I don't need it. So, so that in a nutshell is what I want to go over about this particular case. And, uh, you know, once again, you know, uh, I think uh, uh, Brady is in the room last night with uh, Sabi. I did enough, uh, I call it a white bashing, <laughs> for lack of better words. I'm going to do some black bashing too, <laughs> okay, just to be even-handed <laughs> and impartial about it. So, but that, in a nutshell, is what I want to go over. And, uh, no, America is become un-American. And uh, American, uh, America first uh, is no longer America first because, uh, you know, our government is very, very corrupt. It is beyond repair. Then we need a second revolution period. So go ahead. Uh, that's what I was going to say earlier is that, I, I, you know, you can keep your revolution. I, I think that we've repeated history enough times now. What, I, what I'm asking for now is evolution and a renaissance. Um, and I was wondering, what exact? Who exactly did you call intellectually inferior the other night? They, oh, oh, I saw Cornell West. Cornell West. I, you know, I, oh. I said, I, I said, <laughs> I mean, I, you know, just like a Jimmy Dore, uh, you know, uh, uh, let the Cornell West had it, you know, in the interview with Jimmy Dore and the uh, Cornell West. Remember that? Yeah, I'm passionate about the how stupid, uh, how, uh, 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 how I wouldn't use the word poorly. I would just say he's, you know, Cornell West is is a. Uh, I don't know how to say. It. I mean, it's just bad. Okay, so you know, but then again, uh, I do. I do not do echo chambers for my rooms, as you know, really, right? I invite criticism. I invite arguments, right? Uh, I have a sense that the Sabu's room is just another echo chamber, right? And, uh, you know, they are majority African-Americans, right? And uh, when they say nonsense shit, I have to call them out. You know, I actually will do a room just for that. I'm just going to explain the, yeah. what this well, Roger... Particularly bad. I'm sorry? Go ahead. Last night was particularly bad. So oh, it's I, okay. Oh, I, I, I uh, uh, go ahead. Uh, well, well, first of all, both you and Sabby both bombed last night. That's <laughs> what I'm going to say. <laughs> As fans of both of you guys, uh, I think y'all both bombed. Okay. Uh, Fair enough. Uh, you, for one, you bombed because you forgot that Dr. West had included uh, Native Americans on his independent platform that he came out with. And I think we even... Covered that in the debate that we had. No, we when we do the debate, he is the Green Party candidate. I did uh, read his campaign page. I actually have notes. I'm going to find out. 
Okay, and I'm pretty sure that he did touch on something for Native Americans. He, um, you know, I, I, you know, for for my as a profession, I have very good memory. I will know what he covered. I'm actually very sensitive in this area. Okay, and yes, Sabi insists that oh, that must be something long gone. Doesn't matter. Does not matter. Does not matter at all. And and what important thing is this? Um, again, I'm going to do a full room just for that. Because I have brought this up before. I have called the blacks in America, the African-Americans are generally speaking, the political captives of both the white left and the white right. I've said that. I'm, I, I'll stand by that. Yeah, I know. I will say that. Are they just like completely, are they just like, you know, completely detached from it? Just yeah. Like, no, the, like, uh, captive is a good place to, is a good way to describe it. It is kind of like an open air prison here in America for black people. Yeah, this is what Malcolm X said. This is what Malcolm X said. Because when Malcolm X died, the eulogy they gave it to him. This is a very moving uh, statement. Basically, this guy, I forgot his name. Uh, he said, uh, he's a famous African-American. He said, uh, the living manhood of us has died. The living manhood. Basically, he said, he's saying the African-Americans of manhood is gone. That's how passionate this guy said about Malcolm X at his funeral. I said, it's true. I mean, I'm glad I find uh, Professor Gerald Horn. I think Professor Gerald Horn is a scholar, intellectual, that are closest to Malcolm X, not Cornell. Yeah, mm-hmm. Go ahead. A really funny thing the other day, there was a, I was having a debate with this trans splendor guy. He was tearing apart this uh, kid who was from Florida who got a full scholarship for his associate's degree mm-hmm. in Florida um, mm-hmm. for basketball scholarship. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't help wondering at that moment, I'm like, how did he beat the black kids? You know? Like, That's okay. That's how okay. Did, mm-hmm. How did he get that scholarship and they didn't? Because, like, you know, I ball, but, like, there's some people out there I just, I can't beat. And I know for a fact there's some dudes out there that would smoke him. But it's the segregation that makes it possible for him to... What? Um, no, well, that I have talked enough about uh, why uh, African Americans should have reparation, but I, was, I have told them it's not the way they, they think it's going to happen or how it's going to happen. You actually have to be super smart how to make it work. You know, a lot of white folks will say this will be a taxation based on race. They will literally say that. And the court already strike down the affirmative action. So you can have your wet dream of a reparation by just being a lazy piece of ass, sitting on the couch, talking on calling. You know? I will tell them that. I already said it in other rooms. I already observed by my communication with African Americans, mental health counselors in West Virginia, there's a serious divide between Africans and African Americans. Serious. They do not like each other. They almost hate each other. You know? I just pointed out, it's, you know, so no, it's okay. I mean, uh, but I like Sabi Sab. Just uh-huh. I actually like Sabi Sab better than uh, Brianna Joy Gray. You know, for 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 different reasons, though. Yeah, true that. I think I'm gonna have to start doing my own Lefty News show though because I'm not gonna get into it now. But yeah, like, it's okay. No, oh, actually, we can. You and I can have a debate. <laughs> uh, just on, 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 in yeah, that. I was gonna say. We need a transparency tribunal over the Dr. West uh, platform. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I have said, you know, I mean, when Jimmy Dua got so ballistic with him, it is justified. 
I'm very ballistic with the 20 hours. Then again, I was like, I should just cool it, you know. I mean, Cornell West is not the only pretender uh, that I'm going to see. There will be more pretenders, you know. And uh, and uh, here's an interesting and, uh, you know, it's, piece of ammunition for go ahead. you, Peter. Go um, ahead. Go ahead. Way back in the day, before, well, before any independence, I think it was just JFK was running at the time, and Marion Williamson. Before Dr. West was running, I recommended to Sabi that she interview both him and Jesse Ventura to get some kind, some ideas and some context on uh-huh. what she should do. And I was uh-huh. going to ask her, you know, ask Dr. West to run for president, see if he'll do it, you know? Mm-hmm. And her response to me was, oh, well, Sister Soldier called out Dr. West a long time ago for not being really, not, not really being a real progressive and like, you know, Oh, really? Kind of milk toast okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I Look, looked up Sister Soldier, and uh, Sister Soldier is like a Kanye West worshiping. Do- I think she might even be a Donald worshiper now, but she's like. I see. I see. She's kind of gone see. off the deep end a little uh-huh. bit. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to make this personal. I'm just, I'm criticizing his idea or lack of, you know, just complete lack of a cohesive idea and remember jimmy door really literally screamed at the cornell west who is running your campaign answer the question do, do you remember that and guess what he got peter Dow. and guess what happened afterwards peter Dow is gone <laughs> he is he cannot even you know it's just like you know you know that's why remember brady you probably that's remember i criticize you I saying, this is so bizarre to me because people when when he hired peter Dow. People started complaining. Oh no, it's this guy. Uh-huh. That was me. I was one of those people. I said, "This guy's a loser." Like, let uh-huh. me do Alpha uh-huh. for free. I was uh-huh. one of these people. But now that he's gotten rid of him, people are like, "Oh, now you lost Peter." That's a good thing that he lost Peter Dow. And like, he also gave away all the money that that crow guy from Texas gave to him because people were bitching about that. I'm like pulling my hair out over here like no what the fuck you take that money what? yes you fucking feed poor people with it. fucking poor people fucking yes like yeah why the fuck is this a hard decision to make like so what so what if some troll bitches online because some rich asshole gave you some money you fucking do something productive with it yeah you don't let the trolls control your decision making like so that that's my that's my criticism of dr west sorry for no. No, no, it's okay. Hey, Brady, just remember this. We should demand a whole lot more, twice as more, three times as more, or quadruple times more from these politicians, office holders, right? I mean, I always said, who elected the George Santos to the Congress? The Long Islanders of New York, a bunch of dysfunctional people. You know, you have to, you know, you as a voter have to be way smarter. You know, you don't complain about the politicians, the office holders, you, you, you voted for them. You have to challenge these people. You know, what's the point of to have another round of uh, Congress where they're all like uh, pretenders, fakers, you know, and, and all that, right? And, and uh, you know, I was uh, talking to this uh, tour guy who dressed as a colonial time person, you know, we talk about, you know, these are founding fathers. You, you may not like them because they own slaves. They do offer their life and properties and money for what they believe. And uh, our elected officials these days, they're there just for, to make their, uh, their financial gains for themselves. That's pretty bad. It's the opposite. So, so no.
no, it's okay. I'm, I mean, it's quite late last night, and uh, so I probably not one hundred percent collected. And uh, but I stand by what I said, you know. And uh, you know, and uh, uh, and uh, you know, I uh, they definitely out of proportion. Yeah, you're right about that. That that situation was absolutely blown way out of proportion, okay. I, and it I, was I, done by the I, same I, guy. I, it was uh, done by the same guy who uh, did it to me before. Said right, that I was right, not allowed right, to have a conversation about reparations because I wasn't black, because who, my who skin wasn't the right tone, that my opinion had no matter whatsoever, exactly. even though what, I was trying exactly. to, you know what I mean? Who, like, who, so, is that? Is that Roger, Roger, Roger okay. Meadows. Yeah. Actually, I am yeah. going to, I'm going to literally attack him, not Sabi, yeah. him. Yeah, because they I, they he, he's a, he's a phony. Overinflated he's a phony. Yeah. He is a phony. And the, the black people don't need the phonies. There's too many black phonies for black people already. I will call him out. Peter, I, will I don't know if you noticed, but that, that girl, Noel, will uh-huh. run her mouth for like an hour and, and just say the most ridiculous things. No one checks her. No one questions her. They let her sit there and filibuster the show for an hour at a time. And then as mm-hmm. soon as I come on the show and I'm like, hey, I have two different solutions for exactly what y'all have been complaining about for the last hours. Sabi had nothing to say about it. She's like, ah, we got to wrap this show up soon. Next, what's up, Peter? And then as soon as you said, as soon as you criticized Dr. West, oh, you were such a bad, then all of a sudden she had plenty of things to say. Oh, the complaints <laughs> just flew out of the woodwork. As soon as I offered them two different solutions, nothing, crickets. You you offer them something to bitch about. Whoa! All of a sudden, the words just start coming out. You know. Yeah. So it's yeah, okay. I'm, I'm convinced it's okay. that they are. I enjoyed it. I know you you are a daredevil yourself. Oh, you know. By the way, you know. I know Zach, you and uh, Brady did not get along, but I want to praise Brady for one thing. I even though I know Brady's uh, flaws also, right? You uh, Zach, you can compare Brady to all the rest people on Colin. And he did the one thing that no one dared to do. And he talks about it so many times that make people upset with him. But that's something actually quite extraordinary, okay? I'll tell you what it is. It's the mushroom. I'm pretty sure it is still a law-breaking activity to use mushrooms. Brady is a fearless dude. <laughs> he is a hippie. He literally will use mushrooms in defiance of the Texas state government and the federal government of the U.S. And nobody dared to do that. I'll tell you, some calling room members, when we're talking about strikes, they will say, oh, no, if we do a strike by these railway workers, it will be against the law because the Congress just passed a law prohibiting the strikes. I was a day ago. <laughs> that distinguishes whether you are a revolutionary daredevil or you're not. <laughs> Yeah, I offered that the yeah, reason yeah. that the Occupy Wall Street movement failed is because they didn't do mushrooms. Like if they would have just done mushrooms, something productive would have come out of it. You know, I mean, just look at me compared to all these muggles who don't use psychedelics. You know, like as one person, I do more for my community for free for fun, just for fun, just like out of my own hobby. It's almost self-serving. It's like I'm not even, you know, I'm not even trying to help my community. I just, everyone's like, oh my God, you're so great. I'm like, all right, I'm just gardening, dude. You know, like fucking, um, but like it's better than nothing. And it's better than sitting on the sidelines trying to slow down people who are actually doing something, Exactly. you know? So it's like, if you don't want to help someone, that's fine. 
maybe find someone who does want to help that person. Maybe it'll happen. But you know what you don't do? You don't try to fucking uh, knee. You don't try to slow that person down. Because when you try to slow that person down, you become the obstacle. And you know what progressives do to obstacles? We hurt obstacles. We ignore obstacles. We step on obstacles. You know, like you don't want to be an obstacle. So that's my advice to to the ops out there. <laughs> the ops and the useful idiots is don't get in progressives' way. It's going to hurt and it's going to be. An- yeah, Brady, you know me. You know, I I will be critical of your ideas、uh, at any time. You know, but、uh, you know, I, but I want to stress that you actually is a very defined person. <laughs> you you actually will. You know, I, again, I was uh, 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 mentioning I saw a homeless、uh, white woman, young age. Okay, probably late late the twenties. I was like, people like her should go to the front of White House and take a dump there. Literally take a dump there, and the police is not going to do anything to you. You're a white woman. They're not going to lock you up. Just protest.、Uh, it's a way of protest the home homeless crisis for this country. When Joe Biden is sending a hundred and four billions to Ukraine and Israel, you know, and so, you know, but but guess what? A lot of people they are not to do that. You know, they are not to do that. So, so, any other comments,、uh, Heidi? Oh, go ahead. I just want to say that. I just want to say that I'll do it, Peter. I'll make it look like an accident. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know, like you all know. You know, usually law enforcement they're not going to do much to a white lady. You know, especially an old white lady. Especially you're homeless. You have nothing to lose. Peter, you just gave me a brilliant idea. You gave me a fucking fantastic, brilliant idea. All right. So check this out. When the January six riots happened,、uh, the The January, the, the the Donald worshippers had guns, ammunition, all this stuff locked in their trucks in a safe space within you know walking, running distance from where they were at because they weren't allowed to bring all those weapons where they were. But they had all those weapons in their cars within you know marching distance of where they were. And、uh, what I'm suggesting is that liberals do is we bring an extra pair of pants to Washington. And some laxatives, and we all go march on the steps,、yeah. and we all collectively shit our pants and blame it on IBS because of our our healthcare system. Exactly.、And、what are they gonna do? What the fuck are they gonna do? You got it. You know, I mean, those. I mean, you know, if if you truly believe our country is in the desperate times, then do desperate actions. You know. <laughs> Like you said, pee your pants and leave the pants there. You know, shitty times call for shitty actions. It's time to change your pants. Everybody, bring an extra pair of pants to Washington. We're gonna shit. We're gonna shit ourselves, <laughs> right? I used to always say, you know how they say you can catch more flies with honey or honey than you can with vinegar. I point out that you catch more flies with shit. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, you know, you. Evolving、uh, idea, Peter. You I have, have to say, your, your idea is your idea is evolving brilliantly. I mean, I I know you know when you are not afraid, then you 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 will have ideas and you have a you know actionable ideas. You know what I'm saying? So, so good. Uh, sorry. Uh, anything else, uh, Heidi? Before I close the room. Cases. Uh, interesting, interesting discussion, discussion on, 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 on what we should be focusing our freedom.
Thank you very much. Brady, anything else? I have to add that your new idea, Peter, is actually going to make Lance useful. He's going to be able to change his pants. And finally, okay. that's going to be okay. a, a useful thing. He can shit his <laughs> pants. And that we, we, they could actually be progressive. So this is like By a way, win. I, I, do not, I, do not, I do not hate uh, Lance at all. He's a, he's a known fact, uh, non-factor to me. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very sympathetic with his Lance. I got a little sympathy for Lance. You know what I mean? But, like, he just needs to learn. I, I, I don't have sympathy for ignorance and egos. You know, I don't have sympathy for sociopathy, but I do have sympathy for Lance. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, guys. Uh, thank you for being uh, with me. Thank you, Zach. And uh, and I will see you again in my next episode. Okay. Thank you again. Have a great rest of your day.